At Gen Con 2023, we interviewed Tomas Harensam, one of the co-founders of Free League. The company won big at the 2023 Ennies Game Awards, taking home seven gold Ennies from everything from best cartography for Blade Runner RPG starter set to product of the year for the Boston RPG Mythic Britain and Ireland role-playing game supplement. We talk about those wins as well as, well, we'll go back to Basin and talk about the cozy horror RPG of Nordic lore, the alien source book, Building Better Worlds, which is all about uh, colonization and campaign style play. We also uh, joke about uh, Ken's propensity for buying these books, yet never actually getting to play the game. There's also the upcoming One Ring uh, Minds of Moria expansion, the Blade Runner Cyberpunk Nord game. And we also talk about Dragonbane, the English version of the long-running Swedish role-playing game, and ask the question, what's with all the ducks fighting monsters? So uh, congratulations on your eddies. Thank you. We, we saw the news this morning, and then we saw all of the uh, the signs up over there, so ah. it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, thank um, you. So, Bassin, uh, uh, am I saying that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, did very well the eddies. I've never played it. What is it? Yeah, it's a funny little game that kind of has uh, exploded a bit more than we ever thought it would do. It's just, it's a it's a horror game, gothic horror game. It's kind of we, we kind of use the term cozy horror. It's like dark, <laughs> but kind of nice at the same time. So it's not like grim dark. It's kind of but it's a horror game. But it's based on actually Nordic folklore, like Scandinavian old folklore. So that's where a Swedish company. So it's basically based on that folk actual folklore uh, and uh, we it started out as a as an art book by an artist who wrote a book about Swedish folklore and he's a great illustrator so and we know him so we actually approached him this is a long time ago to do a game based on his art book and okay. dive deep into like Scandinavian folklore and this uh, we set the game in the 19th century and, and, and you know and it's uh, since it felt fairly niche we didn't really know how that would do but it's uh, just uh, it has a nice appeal to it it's the art is great and it's a mystery solving game and we're also expanding it now so the the book that got some awards yesterday was the mythic britain ireland so that kind of expands the game to from only like uh, nordic area and scandinavia to well the the other kind of creatures of folklore basin from the like celtic and, and from the british uh, and we're right. looking to do more like of these geographical source books to open it up so so it's like the, like the original fantasies, like the, the old folk tales and the creatures that you know people actually used to believe in you right. know, way back when. And, and right. we have based the game on that. So it's, instead of like, so it's like the original fantasy in a way. And it's doing really well. So I have, to, I have to geek out for a second. So I, I actually got, Free League like brought me in for like multiple angles. Um, so my, my last name is Newquist. So my, my family came from Sweden. Oh. My grandfather came over from Sweden. All right. So I'm not that many generations removed. Ah. However, when they came here, they didn't teach any of the family Sweden, right, Swedish. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, they're like, we're in America now. Yeah. We're going to speak English. Like, sure. Why couldn't you have, like, I don't know, maintained that tradition for a few decades, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm very fascinated by, like, the Swedish folklore and, like, that aspect of like reconnecting a little bit to yeah. my uh, yeah, yeah. ancestry but i haven't bought the book yet yeah, yeah um but then you had tales from the loop yes i loved tales from the loop and like the again the art drew me in but then the game was fascinating we played that we didn't actually do actual play on the podcast but that was before the podcast we, we talked about it some on the podcast right alien um, I love Alien, so yeah. my my shtick right now though is I keep buying games that I haven't played. Right. <laughs> so right. I have like the whole Alien run. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I have not actually played it in part because of the pandemic. Yeah, sure. Um, so I did have to just geek out a little, little bit about yeah, that. Yeah, sure. And then a funny story, like so I, I got Forbidden Land. So like, yeah. you guys had a sale back in the beginning of the summer. Yeah. And they sent me the Swedish version. Oh. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, 
this is great, but I don't know Swedish. <laughs> so then they, you know, we fixed it. And right, they sent right. The English version. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. now I have the Swedish version and right. the English version sitting oh, on my shelf. That's which is funny. Just, uh, that's funny. I'm glad it worked out. Yeah, 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 it did. It did. But it's like, uh, like if you ever want to le- learn Swedish. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that's a bit of a bit of work there. It was great. Yeah. So, um, Dragon Bane. Yeah. Um, why are ducks fighting monsters? Yeah, why are they? <laughs> it's, it's a funny thing. I mean, this one, this game is kind of interesting. It also has goes back to, I mean, the, our uh, kind of Swedish roots because this is actually our new version of a Swedish game that was released, a first edition back in the 80s. This was called Drakkar Demoner. It was actually kind of the D and D of Sweden because that game was oh, okay. released in '82 uh-huh. and kind of took over the market. So that is the game that we grew up with, and it's okay. not D and D, even though it had a similar name. But it's not. It's actually based on early like rune quests it came from the chaosium style of, of rules okay it's actually the first edition was a translation of a game called fantasy world that was uh, released by chaosium in 82 and it yep. didn't release but it, that became the go-to fantasy rpg of sweden and has been that for for decades and this is like the 10th or 11th uh, edition depending on how you count gotcha but it's only been available it's only been in swedish and we now did a new version of that releasing it in swedish but then we figured why not you know see if that works internationally as well <laughs> so and we also of course it's not a, you know we brought our own you know what we've done in other games uh, like the, our philosophy of game design and put in some such like a, a new version of that old swedish rpg but also with our you know influences from what we have been doing with our other games and this game uh, Drogremon has always had ducks. And I think the reason, I don't know why, they've always been there. I think the reason is because RuneQuest actually has ducks. I think that's the connection. They, okay, okay. Uh, but in, but in Drogremon and, and Dragonbane, it's always, the, the ducks have always kind of been a weird, funny thing. A very divisive. Some some players want like the more serious game. They hate the ducks. Like, what are they doing there? Just, I never, you know, I don't allow ducks in my campaigns. It's kind of a, well, other, other players are like, I love the ducks. It's my best ever. So it's like a point of contention, but we decided to embrace the ducks. Yeah, nice. So that's what we did. That's cool. Very cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love the ducks. I just, I was looking at the art. It's like, this seems, and then like, why is there a duck? <laughs> so it's great to know why. And I think it, it also kind of sets the tone, right? Because we have many kind of more, uh, you know, the kind of more grim dark games, which I love too, like Blade Runner and, and also the One Ring. It's a, you know, it's just kind of a, it's a culture game. You really go deep into the setting and, and feel it. Mm-hmm. And Dragonbane is it can be that, but it's also a bit more lighthearted. And so it's it's uh, you can play it like with a you know a smile on your face, and that that is a good contrast to have you know a game yeah. like. Like that as well. So yeah, we, that's that's, and then we think it the can't duck, be dark all the time. Exactly, and the duck kind of sets the tone. If it, if there are, you know, ducks, talking ducks, it can't be too dead serious. Right. It, you know, it kind of sets the tone. So which gotcha. I think is good. It, it makes it stand up. You know, it sets it apart from other titles, which I think is good. So the Certainly. next source book I will buy and not play, uh, Building Better Worlds for Alien. Yes. <laughs> so what's that going to entail? Yeah, that is a big book. It's a bit delayed, unfortunately. Uh, we sh- it should have been out now in PDF for everyone who pre-ordered it, but it's it's coming. We just had some snags and you know the layout, and, and but it's it's coming very soon. It's a big book about playing uh, campaign mode in Alien because Alien mm. has like two modes, like the cinematic mode, which is a quick one-shot style thing. Where a lot of people die. Right. <laughs> right. Yep. Yep. Uh, but there's also a campaign mode if you actually want to play longer campaigns for the same characters. We released one such book called uh, Colonial Marines Operations Manual uh, the other, like, yeah, two years ago now? Yes. Yeah, time flies. 
And this is another one like that. So it's instead of you playing colonial marines, and this one you play explorers and colonists. So it's all about exploring new worlds, colonizing new worlds, and it includes a whole campaign uh, as well, set in like the far, far reaches of space that are recently explored. So, so uh, it's uh, yeah, it really expands the world and the game of Alien in a really nice way. So one of the things that stood out to me for Alien was the, the box sets. Yeah, and so I'm curious what the reaction to the box sets have been because. I love them because of how they've come with like the cards. Like yeah. it seems, once I get my players to play it and we're back in the real world again, it just seems like it's very nice. But I'm wondering how it's been received. Yeah, I mean, really well. And I think it's also something that we just enjoy ourselves in, in you know, in, in the team to you know to have these kind of uh, tactile things when you play and have handouts and maps and stuff like that. I, you know, we really love that stuff, and it, it means you can kind of it's a bigger experience than maybe just the book. We kind of enjoy that and. And for for uh, for Alien, you got like the characters uh, the, on cards, and you have you know the maps you can explore, and all of that stuff. We also have like the personal agendas, which are really important in Alien. You have these every character has a, like a hidden agenda, and, mm -hmm. and that comes on cards. So you can actually have that in front of the players, and it helps getting into the game quickly. And you can just bring it out and play with not too much prep time, which I think uh, is kind of important. Too. You get yeah. it on the table easier. Yeah. So during the pandemic. Everybody, a, lot, a lot of people went online, my group went online, we've been kind of struggling to get back into the real world. Right. How do you think online play has impacted your games? Yeah, I mean, it, it really, I mean, we, we started doing it before the pandemic, but it really took off in general and, and for us as well during the pandemic. So we kind of, what we did was we accelerated working on a virtual tabletop modules. So basically getting our games on, uh, VTT, so that with all of the content already there, like complete finished modules from multiple platforms. So we do Foundry, Roll20, Fantasy Grounds, Alchemy, and there could be more. So we're at, right now still working on getting all, so you can basically get the, the, a book in print or on a VTT ready to play with all of the assets already in there. Or both, if you want to do nice. both. So, so, so it's really grown for us a lot. So with the box set, so... I have all the box sets, but I didn't buy them again for VTT, although perhaps I should have to be able to play during the pandemic. So are the fiddly bits for the box sets then available through Roll20 as well, so that you can be able to use them? Exactly, yeah. I mean, basically, you should, all of the cards and handouts and maps are already there, ready to kind of show and share to players and so on. And we have tried, because we really want to, if you have the print product, we offer we have tried to get like combos and, and bundles and discounts for some. We're trying to oh, get cool. that happening because the way I feel is that you shouldn't have to choose VTT or print, you can right. get both. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. Sometimes it's nice to have a print book at the table exactly. while you're playing. Yeah. You know? And then, exactly. So that's kind of what we want to do. Yeah, I, I, mean, I think the challenge for me during the, the pandemic was everybody was just in a really dark place. Yeah. And so yeah. it was a hard... It was a hard sell to say, hey, I got this great game, yeah. and uh, all of you are going to die at the end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. It's, it's, you know, it's not a game for, you know, for, for all locations. You need to be in the right space. So I'm hoping yeah. that on the other side of the pandemic, like, we'll come back around to that. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. then again, there's this new game with ducks. Exactly. That's perfect. <laughs> new to us. New to us. Yeah. New to yeah. us, apparently. Yeah, exactly. Legendary in Sweden. Yeah, so. exactly. And that'll, that'll pick you up. Yeah. <laughs> um, David, do you have any questions? And I'm kind of like, I don't right now. Sorry, I'm used to you doing most of the questions. So, all good, all good. Um, do you have anything else you'd like to add? Uh, I don't know. Or anything we should think about? Oh, <laughs> uh, maybe. I just uh, the other day we—that's uh, kind of. I mean, uh, we're doing uh, 
the One Ring, and we're doing a new Kickstarter. Oh, that little game. Yeah, that little game for a Moria expansion. We're really, really excited oh, about cool. that one because it's been a long time coming. It's kind of been discussed uh, for even for the previous edition. It was like we're doing a, an expansion about Moria. And now that's that's happening. We're working on it and. Uh, Kickstarting it in late August now. So actually, I'm not up on the One Ring. I know. So can you tell us what the current state of the One Ring is? Because there's been multiple editions. And right, it's right. Kind of moved around. Yeah, it's uh, the first edition was released like about 10 years ago, 12 years ago. Uh, it was designed by Francesco Nepitello who uh, and, and Marco Maggi who also designed the new, it's the same designers. Yeah. They have just refined the game. But that was the first edition was released by another publisher. But then when they were moved into the second edition, for reasons, they were found themselves looking for a new publisher. And we met them and hit it off. And uh, well, in the end, we uh, decided to team up together. So it is only the second edition, and it's by the same designer. So it's kind of the same game, only refined. Okay. Uh, and uh, yeah, then there is a 5e edition of this game. Okay. It's, it's called the Lord of the Rings role playing. So it, okay. this game is available in with the original rule set designed by Francesco and his team, and then the 5e rules. But the con, the, like the setting stuff is the same. But so if you're really, I think his rules are really good. But if you're a hardcore D&D player and want to continue using that, you can still play in Middle Earth using 5e rules. Yeah. And we, we were talking this weekend that sometimes it's hard to get your group to buy into another game system. Exactly. Yeah. Or yeah. you might not have the time to read another game system yeah. Yeah. and you you go with what's comfortable. Exactly. So we, you know, it's, I mean, we want to give options. So. Yeah. yeah. So I think one of the things I always struggled with with the One Ring and, and Lord of the Rings and what have you is like, and, and I've had this challenge with other games, and I think I've gotten past it, is like, you're not playing Legolas and you're not playing Frodo. Like, yeah. So then what, what's the hook to get yeah. the players into? Yeah, yeah. Like, how, like, is it big and sandboxy, but before the, the War of the Ring? like, Right, yeah, it's set between, uh, like, before the, the trilogy, after uh, uh, The Hobbit. So it's, like, in that space in between. So there's a lot of stuff to explore. So I'd really say, uh, even though you won't probably... We, in the starter set, you can actually play Bilbo. So there are okay. you, you okay. can okay. do that. Okay. Generally, though, you'll play uh, uh, your own characters in this world. So if you really want to kind of dive deep into the world of Middle Earth and explore that, and uh, there is a lot there for in this game. So what are you going to do with Moria? Yeah, there's going to be a big campaign book, kind of a sandboxy thing. So it's kind of making Moria, kind of exploring it. There's a lot of like factions and, and agendas and stuff. Uh, not like a linear campaign, but really kind of getting the sense of exploring this huge underground kingdom. So it, is it the, the Fallen Kingdom, or is it like Moria in its prime? Or? It is the Fall, it is Fallen, so it's more of a, you know, there are, it's taken over by, you know, orcs and goblins, so you're kind of exploring it as a, as a huge mega dungeon style. Is it is it set in that in-between Hobbit and Lord of the Rings time? Yeah, exactly. or is it, okay. It's the same, okay. same as the game uh, as a whole. The, as the that, Ring. Okay. Space in between the, the, yeah, the books. Cool. Cool. Anything else? No, I think that's it. <laughs> yeah. Right. We can talk about, I can talk about your games. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, we can mention Blade Runner real quick. Yeah. Yeah, we can do that. So, uh, Blade Runner, what, what is this? So, I, I've seen it. I'm like, I've, I've like looked at the blurb, but what yeah. are you doing in Blade Runner? Yeah, I mean, that's uh, an interesting thing, even though it's kind of feels uh, close to Alien in a sense, I mean, with a film from the same director, some people like to think it's even might be the same universe, that's not like an official thing, but right. it still feels... It's got that feel, It's got right? that feel, uh, but the gameplay is actually quite different, because in, in Blade Runner, it's, we've focused on the investigation side of things, so it's really an investigation-style game. 
is best for small groups, and the the, the game works runs on really on investigations using like lots of maps, lots of handouts. The core set you can see it over there with all the contents. It's got like 25, 30 handouts. Oh wow! So it's really like uh, immerse yourself in this world with you know, like, and it's everything from like crime scene photos. So it's really a detective style game. But then it also has this Blade Runner. It also has this kind of existential moral things going on as well. Well, you know, right? Should you do your job as a Blade Runner or should you not? You know, what is human? That, what is human? What does what does it mean to be human? So, so it's, it's kind of a Fairly complex game, but really cool when you get into it. So does the whole "Are you or are you not a replicant?" play into that? It can, it can. Yeah, there can be a thing, definitely. Uh, it's uh, you, this. The game is set in in the age uh, where they actually introduced replicants as Blade Runners. Okay, that was seen in the new film, right? For night film, the the main character is a replicant, right? Who is a Blade Runner? And you can that exists in the game as well. Okay. In that case, you will know that you are a replicant, and you can play a replicant. But there's also a possibility to play someone who thinks they're human, but is actually. Right. Cool. Yeah. Well, thank cool. you so much for talking with us. Thank we you. really appreciate yeah. it. Great. You guys make great games. Great, great meeting you. Yeah, you too. <laughs> yeah. Great. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. LairofSecrets.com has all the links.